Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. It's a special Monday morning edition of the Doghouse as we talk to quarterback Will Rogers following the first scrimmage preseason. This is your host, David Murray, and you've tuned into the Doghouse on the Believe Podcast Network, brought to you by betonline.ag, where the game starts. Welcome to this quickie morning edition of the Doghouse. As mentioned, we did talk to quarterback Will Rogers on Sunday afternoon following a short practice session. Uh, Mississippi State had its first scrimmage of the preseason on Saturday evening. They did it on the practice fields instead of Scott Fields, and uh, there have been uh, some firsthand observations, not by media, but uh, fortunate fans, mostly M-Club members, who did get to attend and put some material out about it. Uh, thank you for helping us with the, quote, coverage on that regard. But we'll get what Coach Arnett has to say later today when they come off the practice fields. By the way, they're going back to South Farm for the second time this preseason on Monday. Uh, I believe they're supposed to do it on Tuesday again as well. Then Wednesday when classes begin should be a day off for the Bulldogs. Well, if there is such a thing as a day off in preseason camp. But for right now, we'd like to see what Will Rogers has to say about the progress He talks a little bit about the scrimmage, but primarily about the state of the offense, uh, fellow personnel on that side of the ball, and a general feel of how preseason camp has been going. Of course, Rodgers, the nominee now, let's see, for the O'Brien Award, the Maxwell Award, uh, I believe the Walter Camp Award as well. He's getting national attention from these watch list committees, which he well deserves, of course. And he's the undisputed leader of the offensive side of the ball, though he has great things to say about a couple of guys in his offensive line, particularly Cole Smith, who the two of them have established a great chemistry. Of course, they worked together back in 2020 when Will was a true freshman and Smith still in his first eligible transfer season. But now that Smith is back at center full-time, Will Rogers is a senior, it's uh, kind of fun to watch those two working together. Anyway, what does Will Rogers have to say about camp so far? Well, let's tune in and hear it. And here, and thank you for checking in today's short edition of the Doghouse. Again, we hope to throw up to probably tonight sometime a audio with Coach Zach Arnett as he runs through the scrimmage. I'm well, I don't know what he plans to talk about, but certainly media wants to know about the scrimmage and other aspects of fall camp. As State grinds into this second stage, they're getting down to the point of soon they'll be setting scout teams and having an idea who does and doesn't play. There will be another scrimmage this coming Saturday. We don't know uh, if it will be open or not. Probably not the way camp has gone so far. That's okay, and whether or not it's on Scott Field as well. Uh, Matter of fact, we had a chance to look at Scott Field the other day in a special tasting session by Proving the Pudding. Uh, There were no lines in the field, so I knew they wouldn't be scrimmaging out there. By the way, the grass looks really good. So, okay, why don't we just go straight to the guy, because the one you want to hear from, quarterback Will Rogers, as he discusses the state of Mississippi State's preseason so far. Thanks for tuning into the Doghouse, and keep our sponsor, betonline.ag, in mind. And if you like what you're hearing, give us a like on Apple Podcasts. Will, just kind of give us what you thought of last night's scrimmage. I thought we did some good things. Uh, definitely some things we got to keep working on. Um, you know, I think the main thing is we just got to be more consistent as offense. You know, we saw some things where, you know, we were really explosive on some drives, you know, uh, and in drives and touchdowns. And then you saw some drives where, you know, we were turning the ball over or going three and out. So um, some good things, but some definitely things we got to work on. Now, you speak about the working on things, but what about some of these newcomers you got, whether it be transfers or whatever? What should people expect from them? 
Uh, which ones? <laughs> well, on, on your offensive side of football, like, you know, Jeffrey Pittman and guys like that. Yeah, no, I mean, especially, like you said, in the running back room, definitely some new faces. I think Pittman, I think uh, Key, both of those backs have done a really good job in, in the backfield for us. So, um, you know, they're running the ball really hard. Offensive line is doing a great job coming off the ball. So, the biggest thing for us in the run game and, you know, as offense, I always just finish, you know, finish finish the plays and ultimately finish drives with touchdowns. How much has it helped you in the transition of this offense to have, you know, offensive linemen you've played with before, to have a guy like Woody in the backfield who mm-hmm. you've played with before? No, I mean, it's huge. Just not only Woody, but, you know, offensive linemen, you know, several receivers that are back as well. You know, we're a group that's been together for you know, three, three and a half years now. So, uh, you know, I think anytime you can have a veteran group like we have on both sides of the ball, you know, I think uh, I think you're going to have a chance to be pretty good. You spent a couple of years taking snaps from the Quinston and Cole. Now has moved over to that position. How are you all developing your chemistry? Because center and quarterback have to have it together. Yeah, and no, we had it in 2020 because he was the center in 2020, and I started the last six games. So he, we've been in this position before. But, uh, you know, he and I have a great relationship, kind of kind of think alike and kind of act alike to an extent. So. Uh, you know, he's doing a great job for us. He's a, really the leader up front uh, vocally, so uh, he's doing a good job. You may have already answered this, sorry if you have, but uh, Mike Wright looks like a lot different mm-hmm. with his accuracy and, and throwing mm-hmm. his in camp than what we saw in spring. You've seen, you seen the same? Yeah, no, he's doing a good job. He's had a, he's had a really good camp, and he's definitely progressed as a thrower for sure. Creed Woodmore is a guy that already kind of becoming a fan favorite. It was pretty smart of him to get jersey number 85 <laughs> considering your former roommate. So. Uh, kind of take us through that, and I know in times of crisis, sometimes you look for 85, so yeah. perhaps you'll be looking for him. Yeah, no, I mean, Creed, Creed's got a little uh, Creed's got a little different gear that you don't see out of a lot of <laughs> slot receivers. You know, he can he can really run, and he's really twitchy, so, uh, you know, obviously the, the number thing is kind of a weird coincidence, I guess, but, uh, you know, Creed's got a definitely bright future, so you just keep working. Obviously, it's a different offense for y'all, but when you are running, you know, primarily out of shotgun, does that make that transition a little easier? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's kind of kind of similar. You know, so we're doing some different things like pistol-wise and, uh, you know, definitely have some things under center that we're going to do when we get inside the inside the 20. But, uh, you know, it's it's pretty simple. We didn't get to see much of Xavier last year, receiver. Obviously got to see what he did at punt returner, but mm-hmm. he seems pretty pretty consistent so far in camp. Yeah, no, he just needs to keep going. He just needs to keep going. You know, obviously he's able to do – you know, Scott's Leonard or Xavier, you know, he's, he's kind of – He's. I hadn't seen anything like that since I've been here. Uh, besides maybe Tulu, but you know he and Tulu are very similar when they when they get the ball in their hands. But the biggest thing for Xavier, he's just keep going. You know he doesn't need to hit that wall where, you know he might get hot, he might get tired, and uh, he just needs to keep pushing because you know he could be the best player on the field every time he steps out there if he wants to. What's your change to Dollar Bill? You know, saying you could be a Heisman candidate. I guess what's it mean to have you know teammates <laughs> that think that highly of you? No, it's awesome. You know, especially the offensive linemen. You know, those are my guys. You know, those guys sacrifice. You know themselves for me every Saturday, you know, break knuckles, break thumbs, whatever it may be. So, um, you know, you definitely want to be close with your offensive lineman, especially a guy like Dollar Bill. Watching Jaden out there, it seems like he's ready to take that next step at wide receiver the way he's raised his game and spraying it. Wally. Yeah. No, he's done a good job. You know, obviously he's been moving outside, and I wouldn't be surprised if we moved him around a little bit offensively. But, um, you know, he's kind of accepted that challenge. He's done a really good job just learning learning the offense and learning these new concepts. Speaking of learning, when, when you have a minute or two, what do you tell Chris now that he's in his first freshman fall and now he's full health and he can start doing this? You know, here's how you learn. Here's how you advance mm-hmm. as a college quarterback. Yeah, no, I mean, I think he's done a great job, you know, kind of learning the playbook and, you know, asking me some questions about things and, you know, what are you looking, what are you looking for on this play? But, you know, the biggest thing I tell him is that you're just going to have to 
you're just gonna have to learn for yourself you know I can't I can't help you when you're out there and you know you're getting zero blitz you know that's something you're just gonna have to learn how to get out of and learn how to get through and you know I tell them I kind of I kind of had to learn the hard way my freshman year so uh, you know the more reps you can get and the more uh, experience you can get out there on the practice field versus you know a, a really tough defense like ours the better you'll be on Saturday. Would you kind of how you're handling having tight ends on the field now? I know it's kind mm-hmm. of a new concept for you, maybe a weapon for you. How do you kind of see that? No, I love it. You know, I think a tight end is very essential for you know any offense. I mean, you look in the NFL and there's you know two, three tight. You know, every other player so so. Uh, you know, I think it's really good for us. I think our tight ends have done a great job. I think our coaches have done a great job, kind of implementing some. Uh, you know, schemes and route concepts to get tight ends the ball as well as blocking schemes. So uh, they've done a really good job. Thank you, Will. Thank you, Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.